What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Combat Zone. That's right, BW Sports One fans. It's powered by Rockstar Realty, 317-503-8322. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. Elite performance, where the dream of elite fitness becomes a reality. 765-499-1005. Become elite at Elite Performance now. ElitePTIndy.com. Revved up tattoos. 317-537-2667. If you're looking for a new ink, new piercing, call my boy Todd at Revved Up Tattoos. 317-537-2667. And Bomb Burger Steak and Shake located at 7960 US 31 South in Indianapolis, Indiana. Bomb Burgers Steak and Shake. Round one, fight! All right, another fun-filled Combat Zone episode coming to you today. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, Chesapeake, Virginia's own Reggie Barnett Jr. is welcomed to the Combat Zone. Sir, how we doing? I'm doing good, man. You know, just another day. It's Monday, you know, so back yeah. to the grind. Back 5.30 to the grind. practice this morning. Got some really good work in with one of my students, and... Good. Well, thank you for joining us uh, again. I, I told you earlier, but thank you again for joining us. Let everybody know at BW Sports One World kind of what your background is in the combat sports realm. You've um, been in I've it for watching. a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, uh, I guess, at a, a minor accomplished amateur boxer. I had over 100 fights. Um, I competed in MMA. I had 20 fights as an amateur. I have seven now as a pro i'm three and four uh i turned pro in boxing because that's what i did all my life from six and two and then your knuckle happened and that was my calling like i felt like i was born for this sport so they did the first tryout i went i absolutely shined and the rest has been history i was there for the very first bkfc and here we are going into bkfc 18 on the 26th and then bkfc 19 on the 23rd I'll be right back there in the square circle. I'll have the most appearances out of any fighter. Nice, nice. Well, we'll definitely be getting to that here shortly. But first, I want to know, what as as far as your calling into bare knuckle, what made you transition from the gloves to the no gloves? What gave you that, yes, this is my calling? Not really transition. So um, I had some hard times in my life. Um, I struggled. I was in the streets running with some gang members for a while. Uh, I started drinking pretty heavy and partying and just getting into trouble. And in the midst of that, um, having boxed as a kid, I kind of started fighting in the street. Um, so doing bare knuckle was not really uh, anything new to me in the sense of having to fight somebody with no hands, no, no gloves, just my hands, no gloves. I had done that quite a few times, probably not in the best manner, 
Um, but at the same time, I didn't really want to be like a world championship boxer. And MMA, you know, I never had any aspirations to be a UFC fighter. I just was fighting because it was keeping me sober and it was keeping me out of trouble. So, and then, like I said, the tryout for bare knuckle and I was like, oh yeah, I, I didn't have plenty of street fights. Um, not just street fights, back, backyard brawls, organized freaking, you know, bare knuckle fights. So uh, just underground stuff. So when they were like, oh, they're going to let you legally sanction punch somebody in the face with your bare fist. I was like, hell yeah, sign me up. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> so kind of going in over what's happened over the past week or so with the former uh, title holder that win, giving it up because the contract couldn't be met. Now I want to hear your opinion on this because we all know and feel, uh, we know your opinion as far as him ducking you. We want to know, do you think that that was the reason of the negotiations not being met? Or do you think that it was just a real legit money issue with him? I mean, either way, whether it was the money or whether it was fighting me, that's not champion behavior. Uh, if you want to come in and say you're the best and step up and prove it. And Dave has always taken care of me, even the fights where my opponents didn't show up. So I don't understand. I think he outpriced himself straight up. Well, I, I was going to say there, there's purpose doing and there's uninten there's intentional and there's unintentional uh, hyping up as far as your price. And sometimes people do it. And I, you know, this is totally me being not in the spectrum like you guys are, but this is me speculating. Um, there's either you tell them a, a price so much because you don't want to fight or you tell them that price because you really think that you're worth it. And I don't know. I think it's way I, too soon for him to say that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Prove that you're worth that money. Beat me and prove it. Right. And, and then and that would give you all the right to and you beat the best two the, the two OGs in the league. Hell yeah, you could command some more money. Yeah. Right. But three wins, um, squeaking by, beating the, the former belt holder, prove you're a champion, and then I believe you could command that kind of money, whatever the sum was. No, but right. regardless, that's not championship behavior. Me personally, I love money. I'm, I'm a human. Well, not love money, but I enjoy making mm -hmm. money for my craft, of course. Right. But at the same time, I'm building a legacy. It's not all about the money. And I have so many other facets and ventures um, outside of fighting that I'm not worried about just having to make money off of fighting. Look at some of the best fighters in the world. They, they make make good money off of fighting, but most of them, I mean, look at Conor McGregor. He sold his entire business to set himself for life, and I'm building those things in the background. So regardless of that, me, I'm fighting for legacy. Right. Well, in that aspect, if there's anything that you could tell the world on what you're building outside of the ring, go ahead and let us know so we can get ready for it, man. Oh, well, definitely. First of all, I mean, check out my new website. It's called educatedhands.co. And... Uh, it's got links to all my sponsors, everything B BKFC, of course. And then I started what I like to call the Educated Hands University. And a lot of people always are messaging me and asking me about you know, bare knuckle and hand-to-hand -hand combat. And so I just, all in one place, you want to join the team, you want to support the legacy. Uh, it'll give you access to those things. Um, and then I have some new gear coming out. Um, it's exclusive. It's only for...
you know, um, bare knuckle training. So I'm really looking forward to releasing that right before the, the fight next month. Um, just you know, trying to build myself and, and use the platform that Dave gave me. And then also I'm doing things in my community. We have mentorship program at my gym. Um, we're getting ready to start the summer camp and I have the educated minds movement and which is, we just have the kids helping each other with their studies and, and, and linking up and networking, especially that was something we started during COVID because everybody was, you know, so separate. And I feel like it'll grow even more now that, you know, things are starting to open back up and we have more access to each other as human beings. Uh, just, and, and I'm still training my ass off to fight and, and I'm grinding, man. I'm always grinding. So it's not just, oh, they can never pay me enough to fight somebody. That would never be me, period. Right, right. Well, we have a little surprise for you. I got in contact with somebody that you're pretty familiar with, um, and he's going to join us right now, and that would be Reggie Barnett Sr., and I believe you know him pretty well, right? <laughs> Reggie yes, Sr., thank you, sir, for joining us. I appreciate your time. Um, I wanted to get the father and son combo on here because, you know, as has um, has announced, Reggie Barnett Jr. is fighting Johnny Bedford for that 135 title belt July 23rd, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. The location is yet to be announced, but um, the fight's definitely a lot. Okay. Well, since you guys have that family connection, I mean, you guys are running the gym down there. You know, you, you, uh, sir, you train your son in, in the boxing side of things and, and other things, obviously. Uh, you know, the, your mother is your manager. It's a nice, close knit family that you guys got going on. Uh, Reggie Sr., quick question to you. You know, how did this all come about and start for you guys and your family? Uh, it started. 14 years ago, um, we actually started when he was like seven, seven or eight. Uh, you know, I, I taught him, his brother and my daughter, his sister, how to fight, but I never had any intentions of either one of them wanting to compete. So he came to me one day and said that he wanted to start boxing. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, First, I was against it. I just wanted to keep playing baseball. But my wife yeah. challenged me. My wife challenged me. She said, what are you afraid he's going to be better than you? And my, <laughs> my answer to that was, of course he is, if I'm training him. So, uh, you know, we started training at home in the garage, backyard, front yard. And, you know, we went to some other gyms, but they just didn't work out for me. You know, they were not. Those those gym, those gyms were not for us, and so I decided that you know what I'm just going to open my own gym to keep him in the gym. You know, unfortunately, some things happen. It's neither here or there, uh, but you know, here we are. We're still going, and like I said, we've been in we've been in business for 14 years. We have been training. We have a uh, we have a very huge team, amateur team. We have a pro team too. So, uh, with that, it's just been pretty busy, pretty basic and busy. So that's that's how we do things. Um, I'm I'm an old school coach, so yeah, certain things that I don't 
<laughs> like, <laughs> and um, the other thing of it is too. I just, I mean, it's it's not. I'm not gonna say it's my way or the highway, but it's. Close I know to how it. to win. <laughs> yeah, I know how to win. I, I know how to teach you to win. So that's that's the thing, you know. I, I had a, I was an elite fighter back in my day, uh, and I'm sure he. I don't know if he told you that, but I'll let him tell you that. Part. <laughs> uh, but you know I, I was an all navy boxer also so you know the question that i saw once before i think i said this at the hall of fame thing somebody wanted to know does your dad have educated hands too yes i do <laughs> so yeah, they still work <laughs> they still work so I well, I think if that person would have asked you or would have uh, done the research before asking you that question, they would have found out really quick that you are very educated in that ring. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. So it's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm glad we're getting this opportunity to uh, basically when I when I say it, get what's owed to us. Mm-hmm. Okay, another title shot. I don't care. I don't care if they put the poke in front of us. <laughs> We're not leaving without the belts. There you <laughs> so, go. There you go. You know, that's the bottom line. So, um, well, Reggie, uh, coming up against your with your fight against Johnny. I know you guys have fought before. You guys, like you said, are familiar with each other's style. What is different about this time than the first time you guys faced off uh, that you're looking at either doing? not doing whatever you can say, obviously you got to keep certain secrets in the bag because if not, nobody's going to want to come train with you guys. So that's the secret in the sauce. You guys got to come train with them to find out what's all going on, but whatever you can tell us and as far as your regimen and what you're looking at for uh, this fight against Johnny. Well, I mean, first and foremost, we know that in the first fight, Johnny was uh, a lot the bigger and stronger guy, um, but that's not the case anymore. I was still trying to stay in the middle and box at 128 and compete bare knuckle at 135, but we're not doing that anymore. So I'm a a solid 135 pound fighter. So the whole, he may be taller than me, but he's no longer the stronger guy, which was something that he really relied on in the last fight. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, that's going to level the playing ground, I guess. And then, like you said, we know each other's styles, but at the same time, I'm not the same fighter that fought him the first time. I have evolved as a bare-knuckle fighter. And Johnny has somewhat evolved in his own retrospect, but when you go back out and you watch our last couple of fights against our opponents, he hasn't really changed anything. What works for him will work for him. I'm sure he'll have some people a few tricks up his sleeve. We're fighters. We all do, but he doesn't know really how to fight any other way. And I'm, I'm, I'm bringing so many different tools and weapons to the table that he's just going to have to figure out how to deal. And like my father said, we're not leaving without the belt. It's very few far in between. Do you get an opportunity to run it back against the same person for the same vacant title? I mean, this history couldn't be written any better. And so I'm going to go in there he already knows that even if he hits me as hard as he freaking can, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get back up. So how do you stop a man that you know you've already hit with everything you had and he still kept coming? And he's even better now. Well, definitely puts uh, 
a different enlightenment in somebody's mind across the ring when they hit somebody with everything they got and the guy's still coming at them. So you definitely uh, mind control is definitely part of combat sports, whether people like to embrace that or not. We all know if you've been in that ring that there is a little bit of a, a mind game played. Whether it's uh, no, uh, the fight is ninety percent mental and ten percent physical. Yep, the physical preparation's already done. You don't have to really worry about that. It's more right. or less the mental aspect while you're in the midst of combat, being able to think but not stop to think. There's a difference. Have you ever been doing something and you actually have to stop and think about it, like what you're actually doing? You can't do that when you're in the midst of combat. You have right. to train your mind to be able to think in the process of attacking or defending at the same time. The, I, the mental part of it is a really big part. I could not say that better, and I'm glad you helped me out because I was stuttering a little bit on the words, man. That's why I love bringing people on that can help me out through these. <laughs> hey, so, they, don't, they don't call me educated hands for nothing. I got an educated mind, too. I just love using my hands to talk with more than my, more than my mouth. So. There you go. There you go. Mr. Barnett, with your own legacy, mm -hmm. how does it feel being a father, seeing your son rise to the occasion, not once, but several times, and now is finally, like you said, getting what's owed to him? Um, it's, it's, I actually enjoy it. It's, it's, a, it's a big honor for me as a father. Um, he has surpassed everything that I've done, you know, in combat sports. So I have no problem with it. I'm, I'm, ha I'm actually pretty happy uh, because for the simple fact, he's on top of the world, which was my goal from the get-go. You know, once he turned professional, you know, we're, we're not settling for second best. You know, we, we're going all the way. So it's not like we've never been on this stage before whether he was whether he was an amateur mm -hmm. or or as a pro, it's not like we have we have never been on this stage before. Um, you know, we train to fight anybody that you put in front of us. Uh, right. Not just him, not just him, but my my entire gym. Okay, I have a big gym of boxers, mm -hmm. pros and amateurs. My amateurs are the same way. We train to fight anybody you put across the ring from us doesn't matter. Uh, at the end of the day, either our hand gets raised or it doesn't, guess what? We go back and, and work on it and come back again. It's not going to be the same outcome the second time around. Exactly. So, uh, exactly. It's, it's not going to be my the same, father same said it better. No man on the face of this planet, because I've had a couple rematches and rubber matches, has ever beat me twice. Right. And you don't plan on letting that start this time, right? No, nah, not at all. No. Nah. Mm -mm. No, not at all. <laughs> there you go. Not at all. So, well, you know, we just we grind every day, so I can't speak for everybody else, but that's their problem. That's right. You got to have self motivation in order to succeed anywhere. For anybody to be able to teach you, you have to be taught your self discipline first. And it looks Nobody like woke me up at four thirty this morning. I woke myself up, and you know what that comes from? Like my dad said when I when I went to him as a kid, and I said, "Dad, I want to box." said, I thought she was going to play baseball. And I said, I, I think I, I want to fight. I said, okay, well, you're going to train to fight. And I remember the mornings he would wake me up 
at the crack of dawn and made he had a green what was it a ford ranger dad is that what it was yeah uh, the little green yeah. yeah he had a green ford ranger and he'd wake me up every morning and put me out on the road and we'd run and we knew everybody in the neighborhood so you know they'd see me running and he'd be drinking his cup of coffee following me in his truck um and kind of from that discipline even though i, I went off the road for a little while in life it was still instilled in me so this morning nobody had to wake me up at 4 30 i got up myself i made my coffee and i went to the gym and i, I did my workout and i was glad that one of my students showed up i'm grateful that i have other students and other training partners who not only help keep me accountable but i also help keep them accountable so we get stronger together and that's what the 757 you know, boxing gym is about. We're a family team and we help each other grow. So there's no way I have grown so much since those years ago when me and Johnny met for the first time. And he's going to know that. The boys going to know that. And it's going to be a war. I'm not expecting it not to be a tough fight. This is Johnny Bedford we're talking about. Right. But at the same time, I'm, I'm ready to rise to the game. Well, brother, I can ensure you wholeheartedly that I am so ready to watch this fight in a little over a month and, and watch the new warrior that's inside that ring coming at Johnny Bedford for, again, that 135 vacant title. Now, appreciate you guys' time. Really quick, before we go, we got to enjoy some rapid knockout, okay? This is, and I got both of you on here, so both of you guys are going to have to answer these five questions. Has right, absolutely. Dad, you go, Dad, you uh, go first. Okay. Dad's going to go first. Dad's going to go first. Okay. First, first question, five questions has absolutely nothing to do with fighting. Mr. Barnett, to you, sir. First question favorite food? Wings. Wings. Are you, okay. Uh, here's the debate. Drum or flat? Uh, drum. <laughs> okay. Reggie, favorite food? Peanut butter. Peanut butter. On anything peanut or butter. just a scoop of peanut butter? Both. I eat peanut butter and orange orange peels, and my wife thinks I'm the, I'll eat the orange, <laughs> and then I'll get the peanut butter, and I'll put it on the orange peels and eat it. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. I just like hey, it. It tastes <laughs> good to you. That's what matters, right? All right. Second question, Mr. Barnett, if you had a playlist on your phone or, or you know, when everybody comes over, what is your go to music, whether it be genre or individual or group? Who do you got? Uh, I actually have a, a lot, but I've listened to some of the rap. Actually, one of them is by T.I.'s Motivation. OK, I listen to that. I listen. I listen to that a lot. <laughs> so, All right. You play it in the gym? No, I don't play it in the gym. I just play it in my earphones and in my truck. Gotcha. <laughs> so, gotcha. What about you, Reggie? I know now uh, why you gave your dad first dibs so you could think nah, of your answer. Good. But I already know. <laughs> um, I already know this one. Um, indie underground rap, which is um, play, not like I said, it's not mainstream at all. You have to look for a lot of these artists. So. Uh, I, I enjoy it when the guys hear me listening to it at the gym. They're like, what the heck are you listening to, bro? And I'm like, it just gets me pumped. You know, so. <laughs> Is there an ind any individual or group out there that you go to that you like that's sitting in the top of your head? Uh, I would say right now, NF is my favorite artist. Okay. 
it's his music is very um at some points it's pretty but a lot of it's really inspirational all right i like it mr barnett question number three if you it's either watching or participating besides combat sports take all combat sports aside what's your favorite sport to watch or participate in um, baseball. Baseball. Okay. Who's your? If you would watch, who's your team? Uh the Yankees. Okay. Well, I unfortunately know who your football team is. We already had this little <laughs> mini discussion before the show started, so I gotta say, fly Eagles, fly, sir. <laughs> That's okay. You know the. You know the funny part about that. My wife is an Eagles fan, and she's from Maryland, so. Love it. I, 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 hey, it's okay. We have rivalries in our household. So I, I, I get it. My, my brother, sister-in-law, son, cousin, niece, all Cowboys fans. My daughter and myself, Eagles fans. Reggie. See, they can only say they only can say this though. Nobody can say this. I'm actually from Dallas. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, that I'm was not. great. That was great. I'm not. That's all right. Reggie, if you had to pick a sport to participate or watch that had nothing to do with fighting, what would it be? All right. So my favorite sport to watch is figure skating. Okay. I know that's like that. but when you think about the amount of skill and muscle memory and core strength it takes to do some of the stuff that those men and women do, it's always odd me for some reason. Um, the first time I went to a skating rink as a kid, and so I, I just love to go, and especially when the Olympics come around and see the greatness of the great. It's my favorite sport to watch. I'm not gonna lie, you threw me off with that answer, but that is a hell of an answer when you when you brought it like that. It's like, damn, okay, I get it, man, I get it. So I, that's a first. That's definitely a first. I mean, I wish I could like get up to 20 miles an hour on some skates and right. spin my body four or five times in a row. It's oh just, man, I have to think about how much skill that really takes, you know? and and I appreciate skill in sports. And so when you look at figure skating and its grace and its the skill of it. I know that sounds weird coming from somebody who does violence for a living, but when, when you take, if you have to, I have to get out of the spectrum of anything violent when I look at sport. And so I appreciate that a lot. I, really I like that, man. I like that. It's a, it's a mind easing moment. Cause you get caught watching those figure skaters do what they do. And unfortunately this flab in this back and body sure as hell ain't going to be very graceful to watch for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Barnett, favorite hobby other than training or, you know, boxing or anything like that, what do you like to do on your off time? We have the same hobby. Fishing. Yep. Fishing? Fishing. All right. Yep. What, what do you guys fish for? What do you, what do you, what do you like fishing for the most? Uh, I fish for bass. Yeah, he's a bass fisherman. Okay. What about you? Um, If I'm freshwater fishing, I love fishing for catfish. Uh, I'm saltwater fishing, more or less like striper, drum. Okay. All right, there we go. That's what what you get from living closer to the ocean than here in Indianapolis. I got to drive a lot farther. <laughs> well, we ah. uh, my whole life, Dad's always taken me fishing. We mm -hmm. go fishing every Sunday. I kind of go now. He was mad at me this Sunday because I didn't invite him, and me and my cousin went. Uh -oh. We ain't absolutely nothing, and he went out there. 
and slammed it this weekend. So I guess that's because he wasn't invited, he had to show you up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question, Mr. Barnett. Whether it be in the sports realm or the entertainment, you know, the 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 social aspect or personal, who was your role model? Uh, my role model was uh, I, I actually looked up to uh, Marvin Hagler when I was growing up. Uh, I, I mean, I, we all as kids grew up in the era of Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. And I actually like—I mean, I liked Ali and all the guys there, but I actually looked up to um, uh, Marvin Hagler. I really, okay. really like like him. So, um, all right, Reggie. My father. The best answer you could have given. No, I'm not. <laughs> if it works and if it's true, you said it right there. And I oh. think we could see a little bit of why through this conversation. But I start. I feel like I'm starting to turn to him, to him a little bit. But I know in my rough times, I dealt with a lot of guilt and shame. And I saw my father work so hard for my family and, and sacrifice so much to make sure that we were always taken care of. So it was like when I finally snapped out of that daze, it was like, all right, I got to get it like dad. This man is like he said, we're going on 15 years. He's been running a gym, you know, doing his day job, taking care of my family. And he's not complained, quit, not once. So if you can't be, and if that's not an example set for you or you can't be inspired, but if, if people wonder why, they're like, oh, you're still working and training and you should be. No, right now I'm good. Uh, and I know that I can do this because my father showed me that I can do this. Mm-hmm. That's and, great. Uh, it's been working. That's great, guys. That's great. I mean, if, this is always good to see any family members as close as you guys, but especially a father and a son relationship in the business, in the sport that they both love and enjoy. And you guys are flourishing, not necessarily, you know, when I'm saying flourishing, it doesn't always have to be money, right? Right. Everybody likes money. We all like getting paid for stuff, but to see you guys as close, you are training with each other, working with each other, doing, you know, doing everything together. That's what a father and son wants to do. That's what I like to do, you know, with my father. That's what I like to do with my son. So it's a great legacy and, and memories to come. That's exactly it. You know, the, the Barnett name and the 757 legacy is going to live far beyond what any of my children may do in combat sports or what the generations to come. And I told him that when we first, when I first wanted to go to that bare knuckle tryout, I said, this is it, Dad. This is everything we've been working for. All the hard work we put in, I'm fin to make sure that our family name, everything that you sacrificed, everything that we've done, make sure our legacy is solidified. And we're there, and we're just going to keep keep pushing forward and keep whooping people's asses in the meantime. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Guys, again, I appreciate the time. Reggie, uh-huh. here's your chance to uh, give any shout-outs to your sponsors, to anybody that you'd like to. The floor is yours, sir. Um, as far as my sponsors, there are 15 of them, uh, uh, just so much love and support, but you can always find them on my website, educatedhands.co. And if you click on their links up there, they have special deals on all their amenities and their offers. So definitely make sure you check that out. I want to definitely give a shout out to my mom, my mom and always taking care of me and look, make sure we're looking out my sponsors down in Florida, 
Dan Ware, Warren, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Buddy. We're about to crash the party at BKFC 18. The King will be in the building uh, to make some noise. So definitely. My home gym, 757 Boxing. Uh, follow me on Instagram, EAZ, underscore EAZ, underscore E. Please, since this is about likes and followers or whatever they say, I, I ain't really stressing it. I'm going to keep plugging away anyway. Um, and definitely, Dan, thank you so much for bringing me on. I appreciate it. Dad, I will see you at training at 630. Okay. <laughs> like you guys don't get enough of each other, right? <laughs> yeah, no. He enjoys training no. camp because it's like his, his chance to brutalize me legally. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I need to start doing that with my kids because every time I take my daughter to basketball camp like this week, she's at basketball, you know, her legs hurt. Oh, why don't you come to the gym with me and I'll show you what really pain feels like when you're going through stuff, as you guys well know. I'm, I'm, I'm hip for it. I'm just like, feed me more. You can't break me. There you go. There well, you go. I, actually, I brutalize everyone in the gym, not just him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not special. No, no, no. Nope. It may just feel a little bit better every other day or so for your dad to be doing it to you. So both right, Mitch Barnett, Jr. and Sr., thank you guys for your time. I appreciate you so it. You're welcome. Check us all out, bwsports1.com. And we'll BKFC night, uh, 18 going down June 26th, and then BK. FC 19, July 23rd. Yours truly, 135-pound strap fight. It's going down. There you go. And until next time, guys, Combat Zone, we are out. Peace. Peace.